All right, glad you're with us. Thank you, Scott Shannon. 18 days till the all-important midterm elections. I hope everybody is uh, jazzed up, ready to go, excited to vote and do your part and help and save the uh, country from further damage and destruction of uh, all things Democrat. We're going to be back out on the road three days next week. Our first uh, date is in Arizona. We'll be there on Monday. And we'll be doing a town hall in uh, Arizona. Carrie Lake will be there. Blake Masters will be there. As always, we will have special guests as well. Uh, And then we'll tell you more about the other dates, places that we're going uh, next week as well. I think you'll be pretty happy with uh, where we're headed. You know, Linda, so we should bring people behind the scenes. I'm just, I'm looking at these races. And what I'm realizing is every single Democrat, I don't care if it's a senatorial candidate or a gubernatorial candidate, They've all adopted the, the Biden basement bunker strategy and, of course, the, the media mob, which is nothing but an extension of their, their press offices, have done nothing to press these Democratic candidates on positions. I watched the debate with Marco Rubio and Val Demings, and they must it was like four on one. And, and they're, they're, they're hammering Marco Rubio on the issue of abortion. And meanwhile, sitting, you know, standing across the, uh, the podium on the other side is Val Demings. And they're not r- demanding an answer to the question, do you support any restrictions on abortion? And their answer seems to be the same. It looks like it's been, you know, th- this is what the, the talking point that has been sent around because they're all using the same line. And that is, we don't believe that the government should be in the birthing room. That should be the doctor and the woman. That's what they keep saying. Marco had a great line. He goes, oh, the problem, Ms. Demings, is that um, you brought the government into the, the birthing room because you're asking the taxpayers to pay for that abortion. I mean, I thought that was a great line. Every Republican should do it. You know, this is an issue. I I said in the beginning, Democrats are going to run on January 6th, hating Donald Trump, that they are going to run on the Dobbs decision that this is now backfiring on Democrats because almost every Democrat running for office supports no restrictions at all on abortion. Now, I know people very well that say that they're pro pro choice None of them like the idea of abortion. They don't think it's the best option, but they think, you know, they're kind of in the Bill Clinton legal and rare category. And but they're also in the legal, rare and early category. Most people don't know that about half of abortions, 52 percent to be precise, uh, are now done with a pill. And it's 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 not a procedure because it is done early. I think if you do it within the first 10 weeks, you can do it that way. That's my understanding. Um, So. Anyway, they're not following the science here. I couldn't believe Stacey Abrams' comments about this. I mean, I was frankly shocked. You know, if you're worried about the high price of inflation and, and gas, you know, well, do you have that cut, J.C. Ohm? Let's see if we can play that. And because it's the most radical thing I ever heard. After she denied the science, which is you can hear a heartbeat after six weeks. That's a scientific fact. Let me play the other comment. I guess we don't have it. You don't have it? I'm looking. Not yes or no, one or the other. Just tell me something. (laughs) Okay, you don't have it. When you have it, let me know. Give me a thumbs up and we'll play it. But it's the most extreme comment I've ever heard from anybody. But this is the position. 
But the mob, the media, they don't press Democrats on their radicalism of that position. I mean, think about it. We're talking now, if you support late-term abortions, that is infanticide because the child can live outside the womb. Anyway, so they're running on Jan 6, hate Trump. They're running on the Dobbs decision, which, by the way, there's, there's no enumerated right to abortion in the Constitution, which the Supreme Court rightly said in their decision, and thus the Tenth Amendment to the Constitution uh, kicks in, which is it then defers to the states to make their own laws, rules, and regulations. And, uh, and that's where most states. Abortion is not being outlawed in this country. And when they tell you that, they are just lying to you. And this has, you know, become, most people, I think, have figured it out. Now, Democrats are saying, oh, we peaked too early. They were wishing that after the Dobbs decision, that that, that would have been the defining issue for most women. It's not. What we're finding, oh, you have the Lemmings and Rubio cut. All right. Um, Demings, yes. Well, you support a 24-week ban? Because you didn't support a 20-week ban. You didn't support... Up to the time of viability. But when is that? That's the vague language they all give. And then they talk about the doctor and the family. Let me tell you who else is in that room, that abortion room. The government is in that room because she brought them in there. She wants the taxpayer to pay for that abortion. That's government involvement. Not just to pay for that abortion, but to pay for them all over the world. I mean, what a great line by Rubio. I thought that was amazing. Anyway, so we've got 18 days to go. Uh, later in the program, we got a list. <laughs> you got all these Democrats, all these election year conversions. I mean, for example, Kamala Harris put 1,956 people, uh, convicted them as San Francisco's DA. Now she's out there saying nobody should have to go to jail for smoking weed. John Fetterman, we could reduce our prison population by a third and not make anyone less safe in 2020. Repeated it many, many times. And now he said just, what, a week or two ago, the idea that I want to release all these prisoners is just a lie. Not true. By the way, there was a, uh, an article that came out today. I, I saw this. I couldn't believe it. I think we got it on Philly.com or I'm not sure exactly where. John Fetterman praised this guy Larry Kranzer's release and Krasner's release of uh, Jameer Harris just days ago. Harris currently is on the run after being confirmed as the lead suspect of a murder that he committed in September of this year. Fetterman's now trying to cover his past comments by describing these individuals as Morgan Freeman. I mean, how stupid is this? When asked when first degree murderers should be let out, Fetterman replied, it's really a very simple choice. I believe the perfect metaphor is, is the movie Shawshank Redemption. Would you want Morgan Freeman to die in prison or not? No, that's not the, what the question is. 25 times this guy was the lone voice to release convicted murderers in Pennsylvania. This guy said he wants to release a third to half of people in prison in Pennsylvania. This is the guy that wants the moratorium on fracking in Pennsylvania, $81 billion industry in the Commonwealth. He's out of his mind. He wants taxpayers, um, safe heroin injection sites paid for courtesy of the taxpayer. No restrictions on abortion. He wants to sue oil company CEOs and energy company CEOs. Uh, he wants, you know, it's the most radical candidate. But I'm looking at these polls, and you got to take them for what they're worth. 46-46 in, in Pennsylvania, 44-44 in Georgia. 
You've got Adam Laxalt up by one in in Nevada. You've got uh, Blake Masters down by one in Arizona. I mean, I'm assuming every one of these races is tight. You got now General Bolduck is now within the margin of error. I think it's a one-point race now in against Senator Hassan in, in New Hampshire. I mean, if you're in New Hampshire, name me one thing that Senator Hassan has ever done to make the life of people in New Hampshire better. I mean, General Bolduck, he will be a conservative. He's not part of this crazy climate alarmist cult. And all these decisions, all these Democrats, there's, you know, they're blaming Biden for all of the same policies that they all support. 41 here, tell me what they have done in their time in office that has made your life better. Because there's not a single thing I can think of. Are you happy with the 41-year high of inflation? When Donald Trump left office inflation, the consumer price index, it was 1.4%. Nine consecutive months, a 41-year high, over 8%, the Consumer Price Index. You're feeling it in every store you go to, every store you shop at. You're paying more for every item you buy because of their policies that are failing. You see what's happened to the price of a gallon of gasoline. We're now worried that New England is going to have blackouts this winter and that people are not going to be able to to heat their homes this winter. And I'm not making any of this up. This is this is all real. And if you look at the price of energy, it is it is going through the roof. Heating costs now are going to rise. Heating bills, if you heat your house with natural gas, you're going to go up a minimum of 28% this year. If you heat your home with oil, you're going to go up a minimum of 27% this year. Electricity costs, already up 15%, are going to go up another 10% over the winter. It's only going to get worse. And you already have suffered, if you have a retirement plan, a 401k plan, if you have any money in the market, the average person has lost $34,000 or or 25 or 30% of their retirement money. Now we see the housing market being impacted. I told you that would be the final indicator. I mean, things are bad. U.S. has, what, 25 days worth of diesel fuel supply on hand, according to Zero Hedge. Demand for diesel fuel is surging. Supplies remain at the lowest seasonal level uh, for for this time of year ever. According to the Energy Information Administration, the U.S. now has only 25 days of diesel supply, the lowest since 2008. Joe has been raiding the strategic oil uh, preserves. He inherited 700 million barrels of oil, and we're now down to about half of that, a 50-year low. And he's doing it even further. He's doing it again now because the election is coming up and because he got turned down by Iran, Venezuela, Russia, uh, Saudi Arabia, OPEC+. And not only did he get turned down, he got exposed as trying to collude with them to delay their announcement that they weren't going to uh, give him the answer that he wanted, which was to increase production. Instead, they they responded by saying, no, we're going to decrease production by 2 million barrels a day. That means energy prices are going to go further. So Joe's answer is, all right, let let me release the strategic petroleum reserves, even though it's bad for national security. Those reserves are there for an emergency. Democrats about to lose a midterm is not a national emergency. For him it is, but that's not what it was designed for. What are we going to do if we have a real emergency? 
What if they run out of natural gas? The, the, the problem is the supply. We had Governor Sununu on, and we had uh, General Bolduck on, who's running for Senate in New Hampshire. They're both saying the same thing. The supply that's necessary of natural gas to actually power the grid might not be sufficient enough to power it on top of the increase in price that you're going to have. You know, usually whatever metric you have, you know, they, they are 10 times lower the level that they need to be at to guarantee that every person in New England is able to heat their home this winter. This is a real clear present danger to them. You would think that, oh, well, we have more natural resources than all of these countries that we mentioned combined that we would produce it domestically, and they're not. I don't know. Can all of you, are you happy with where the country is? Are you better off since Joe Biden's become your president and the radical socialist climate cultists have taken over? Are you happy with the record high inflation, 40-year high of inflation? Are you, uh, you're happy with two, three times the amount per gallon of gasoline. Are you happy with our borders being wide open the way they are? Are you happy with, no, you know, defund, dismantle, no bail uh, laws? How's that working out in your town and your city? Are you happy with woke education? Or would you rather go back to reading, writing, math, science, history, and computers? That's what the election's about. It's not complicated. It's not hard. I'm repeating myself. But that's what's at stake in, in 18 days. And it's still only the first half of what we need to accomplish to turn the country around. Because we got to win the next election also. But it would be easier if you elect these senators now. Make a big difference. Listen, if you've ever gotten a derogatory or aggressive email, text, social media message from someone you don't know, it could be cyber stalking. It's a serious crime. It could take many forms, including blackmail, false accusations. They could track your location. They post hateful comments about you. Basically, you'd be living my life for about a day. Anyway, in all seriousness, LifeLock.com by Norton, they see all of these threats that we usually miss on our own. If, in fact, your information is compromised, you, you'll get an alert from LifeLock. If your identity is stolen, you'll get a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist uh, to fix it for you. Uh, it's a low annual rate. You can save an additional 25% off your first year when you call 1-800-LIFELOCK. Mention my name, Hannity, or mention my name, Hannity, when you go to lifelock.com. Protect your good name and reputation and your finances and your credit score. Lifelock.com, 1-800-LIFELOCK, promo code Hannity to save 25%.